Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Watermark Church podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Now let's continue our holiday series, Near. All right, stand up this morning if you can. We're going to go into scripture, and then we're going to talk about some snowflakes. Our verse of the series is this. It's Philippians 4, 4 through 7. says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness, hear that out. Some of you need to hear that today. Not your roughness, not your rough edges, but let your gentleness be evident to all. And I love this. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Listen, we talk about those verses all the time. Don't be anxious for everything, you know, saying give everything to the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always, but right sandwich in between, it's like I said, right in the middle of all that, it says the Lord is near. I think what we do is we pray for these things. God, help me not to be anxious. This is good. Go to, Lord, help me to be thankful. But I'm telling you, when you are near to the Lord and when you draw near to him because he's drawing near to you, you start living out these things. These things are a product. And so it's amazing because I know in COVID, we have to be distant. But I'm telling you, we don't have to be emotionally distant. And Jesus doesn't have to be six feet from you. And I, and I think it's amazing. This is the series. He came to our place. He took our place. And he invites us back to his place. That is the gospel message. And so the reason Jesus came near is for you. He, he is near to those. And he goes to distance. A few weeks ago, I preached about God wants to remove because of sin, because of stuff, because of hurt, because of pain. Listen, Jesus came and goes to distance to remove the distance from him. He doesn't want nothing to separate. And so his presence is the presence. So let's pray this morning and then jump into this. Lord, I pray for every single person here as they hear the message today that we remove those things that are hindering us from, that we remove those, Lord, the things that are blinding us, that you reveal the pain and hurt, that those things come up that are separating from us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And I just pray, I thank you, Lord, help us the word speak to our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, before you grab a seat, if you can turn to someone and says, test positive, just kidding. Test negative, stay positive, and then grab a seat. <laughs> just watch a video about snowflakes. And I listen, this is my, I figured out this is my fourth year fifth year of doing this message, every year I go, I sh maybe I, this is my last time. I even, have a, I even have a snowflake sweater on today. And I go back and forth on it, but it's such a simple illustration. A couple things I want to say, though, is this. I want to give you some facts about snowflakes. Um, all snowflakes, even though they say every snowflake is different, they all have six sides. The largest snowflake ever recorded fell in the state of Mon in Montana. The snowflake was, listen to this, 15 inches in diameter. Think about that. It's going back up and down. Can you imagine a 15-inch snowflake fell in your face? That would be the craziest thing. The snow capital 
of the world of the nation is Stampede Pass in Washington State. Each year, the average snowfall is 430 inches. Guys, I'm looking at the weather app every day. I love snow. Every day, one difference going to be a white Christmas. We're, I looked at the 10-day weather app. We're still not coming in these times snow in the next 10 days. So pray for a white Christmas. But think about this. The, it usually takes about 15 to 45 minutes for a snowflake to form and fall to the ground. And this, if you get mad about snow, realize this. 20% of the world's landmass is covered in snow. Think about that. 20%. I'm going to give you some facts today. If you're frustrated with snow, hopefully you realize to be thankful for the snow. The Bible records snow, thoughts about snow, 20 plus times in Scripture. There are lessons that God would have us to learn from snow. So the video did teach us how snowflakes are made. In the beginning, of course, it says before a snowflake can start to form, water has to work its way from the sky by evaporation, by the lakes, by different things. Water goes up. Breathing also helps. Once water vapors in the air, it starts to condense around dust particles, which is crazy. When I first watched this video, this is why I do this, dust particles, as the air cools down, forming countless of tiny water droplets each centered around one dust particle, gathered all together, these floating dust particles produce this cloud that forms crystals around it. When the air continues cooling, it is cold enough to create these crystals. Listen, whether you like snow or not, God made snow and said it was good. James 1.17 says this, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. Isn't that funny? From above. <laughs> I just added that because I think it's a funny verse to use. But that's not. But, and it comes down from the Father of lights and with whom there is no variation of shadow turning. A couple of things I want to share about snow is this. One, the distinction of snow. Do you ever remember the felt you had the first time you realized not every two snowflakes are alike? Do you remember being a kid and realizing that for the first time? Think about all the people in the world, even we are distinct. There's a guy by the name of Wilson Snowflake Bentley. You can buy books on him. You can look online. Let me read you a story about him. There was a man named Wilson Bentley who lived in 1865 in Vermont where he was, there was a lot of snow in the winter. He was fascinated by the snow. He found a way to put snowflakes on black velvet and photograph them testing the hypothesis that no two snowflakes are the same. He photographed and published more than 5,000 snowflakes. And today you can see his work in museums. Because of his obsession, Bentley was given the name Snowflake or Flaky. He says, Bentley examined snowflakes under a microscope and discovered that they were all miracles of beauty. Every crystal was a masterpiece of design, and no one design was ever repeated. When a snowflake melted, that design was lost forever. Just as much beauty was gone without leaving any record behind. I have personally experienced this miracle, and so have you, when you see a snowflake fall. Psalm 139.14 says this, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You, 
your works are wonderful and I know them well. That just like there's a distinction in snowflakes, you are a design by the creator that if he is the artist, you are the masterpiece, you are a work of art and not once that design is done, it's gone. You are unique, you are beautiful, that the, the variety that we are, that you are special in design. Snowflakes are a reminder that we too are beautifully made. Number Next one is this, purpose of snow. Isaiah 55, 10 says this, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower. I'm gonna give you this fact. One-third of the world's water used for irrigation, one-third comes from snow. You can eat, you can see flowers, you can do all these things because of snow. In the western United States, nearly 75% of water irrigation comes from snow. Snow has more of a purpose than just gracing the landscape and making beauty the God of the snowflakes will not let us, each of us, realize, unrealize the purpose behind it. The purpose of the snowflake is to bring life. Is to get ready to bring life, to add value. Isn't that what we're called to do? To add value. First it was distinction, then it was the purpose, and now it's the power of of snow. Think about that. When snow comes together, when you think of a snowflake by itself, it's not very strong. There's a quote that says this, each snowflake in an avalanche pleads not guilty. Each snowflake says, I did not cause that to happen. There's a quote that says this, Christians like snowflakes are frail, but when they stick together, they can stop traffic. Listen, a little tiny snowflake can't do much. But a lot of snowflakes together can take cars off a road. It takes a snowplow to push them around. Think about the power of unity when we come together. Although snowflakes are small, there is strength in them. Snowflakes are one of life's most fragile things, but just look at what it can do when they stick together. So we have a distinction, we have purpose. This is for us. Listen, this all describes us. Then we have the power and that unity. And I love this. This is my favorite part. And then there's a purity. Next week when we light that candle, it's called the purity candle. Snow has a cleaning effect. If you don't realize this, I'm going to read this. It's kind of cool. It says, there's a cleansing effect upon the atmosphere sometimes called a washout or a snowout. Snow is actually formed around this already existing atmosphere particles, of course, the dirt, and the snow acts as almost a filter to remove germs and impurities from the air. Think about that. Snow could help COVID. I don't know if it's true. I'm just saying. Maybe there's no COVID in Antarctica or Greenland or Iceland. But think about this, scientists have discovered that every snowflake, hear me out, when I first discovered this, this is phenomenal, 
every snowflake has a tiny piece of dust at its core or dirt. The beautiful and unique crystals that develop around the core or the dust create a stunning architecture of the flakes that we marvel at. Every snowflake, hear me out, starts with a dirty heart center. All snowflakes have one thing in common, dirt at its core. And just like snowflakes, we too have dirtiness. We sometimes have this, not sometimes, we have this sin nature. that We make mistakes. But I love this because it says, by grace, God transforms our dirty specks into beautiful snowflakes. Like snowflakes, we have been beautifully created by God. We are the greatest of all creation. We are his pride, his joy, and like snowflakes, we are all created uniquely. Yeah, like snowflakes, we too have dirty hearts, and we've all been marked by sin, and we've all been stained at the core of our being. We're all dirty in the middle, but through Jesus Christ. We can all be made clean. The dirt at the core of our being can be washed away and we became made pure in Jesus Christ. Snow gives us a picture of being covered, of being cleansed, of being washed. That's not awesome. And that when we confess our sins to God, that he blankets us with his purity, with his whiteness. Because of the work on the cross, he covers our sins. So like a snowflake, Jesus came down and covered our dirty hearts and made us clean. What's amazing is when we see snow outside our houses or when this fresh snow comes, no one ever says, look at all those little dust particles. But instead we say, look at all that white snow. I think that's the way that God looks at us. Doesn't look at the, the dirtiness that's inside at times. But he sees us because of what Jesus did on the cross. That when we confess our sins. Isaiah 1.18 says this. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, They'll, they shall be made white as snow. As I was preparing this and praying today, I think there's a few people in this room, maybe all of us need to hear this. You are not, hear me out, you are not your mistakes. You're not defined by your dirtiness. You're not defined by the things in the past that you regret. When you come to Jesus, he makes you new. Though our sins be like scarlet, we become white as snow. I read this poem. I can get the worship to me up here. I found this poem a few years ago. It's called The Meaning of a Snowflake. So I want to end today. I want you to listen to this. Every new snowflake comes to the earth is a picture of our Savior's birth.
because they are sent from above to remind us of God's care and love. Each one is so intricate and small because Christ sees the details of us all. And just as two are never the same, the Lord knows and calls us each by name. Snowflakes gently cover the world in white and hide what's unlovely from our sight, showing us how he covers our sin and gives us grace when we come to him. So may every snowflake bring Christ to mind and every bit of white may you find a reason to celebrate anew and a reminder, my favorite part, a reminder of his love for you. Listen, that we're doing this whole message series because God went the distance to remove the distance. God came to earth in a stable to remove the distance that separated the work of the cross, to remove that separation that there's no longer a distance. Jesus is drawing us near. He says, come to me, all who are brokenhearted. Come to me, those in need. Come to me. And he says, as you draw near, I'm here. Everybody stand up this morning. If you can close your eyes. We're going to do a simple prayer today as we close. No one's looking around. I feel like there's a few in this room today. Maybe you're watching online, in person here too. And you would admit that there is a separation between you and the Lord, that things aren't right. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ. Maybe you have, and there's a separation. I'm telling you, today's a good day to go home. Today's a good time to draw near because he's drawn near to you. That you are not your past, that you are not your sin, that you are not defined by your mistakes, that you can start fresh. That when you come to Jesus, he doesn't see the core dirtiness at the center. He calls you white as snow. So if you're here this morning, all eyes closed, heads bowed, if you're here this morning and you want to make a confession, just me looking around, and you say, I need to make things right, I need to come to the Lord this morning, I just want you to raise your hand. Don't need to be afraid. Just take a few minutes here. Even if you're at home. It's awesome. Everybody repeat after me, dear Jesus. Forgive me my sins. Thank you for making me clean. Be the Lord of my life. Fill me up this morning. Help me to know you in a deeper way. I lay my life down. Help me to take up the cross. with the son of worship. If you said that prayer for the first time or any time, I'd love to talk with you about it. We don't have a Bible. We have free Bibles for you, free books. But I want to pray over you.
and then we're going to end with worship. Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name. I pray for the people here, the people listening online. I pray in Jesus' name, help us to realize, Lord, that you are transforming our hearts, that you are doing miracles, that you are the one who's in charge, but help us to come near to you. Lord, you came to be near to us, but help us to take steps to be near to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today here at Watermark Church. If you have any questions or want to learn more, you can visit us at www.stillwatermark.com. Thank you.